You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Looking at the Diamondbacks record, which is not very good, 21 and 27 as of this recording, can't help but notice that they're 7 and 17 at home and 14 and 10 on the road, and I don't really understand this. So uh, I'm going to ask Steve Gilbert about that. I'm Allison Twitter, and I'm here with Steve Gilbert for our weekly chat about the Arizona Diamondbacks. Steve, I thought that the home ballpark was supposed to be the advantageous one. 7 and 17, that is terrible. What is happening there? Yeah, that's a great question, Allison. I think everybody uh, associated with the Diamondbacks front office is trying to figure out answers to that. It, it seems kind of inexplicable. It, it, you know, obviously Chase Field's a good hitter's ballpark, but the Diamondbacks have hitters too, so uh, it shouldn't only be benefiting the opposition. Um, but they just haven't played particularly well at home. Um, and I just I think it's everybody's kind of struggling to, to try to come up with a reason as to why that could possibly be. Okay, so now let's uh, let's sift through what's happening with these two beanings. Um, Gene Segura, Nick Ahmed, both got hit in the head by one Pirates pitcher. Um, and so before I was going to rail on any of that, I read everything, and it's and it's Segura really uh, had took him off the hook. Uh, Camonero, I can't say his first name, so I'm just going to call him Camonero. Um, about Archimedes. Archimedes. Yes. yes. How do you say it? Archimedes. Okay, Archimedes, Cam and Arrow. It just rolls right off the tongue. Okay, so Segura says that they were not intentional. They had heard from him after the game, apologizing and being very sincere about it. Um, and so I think this has more to do with the fact that Cam and Arrow doesn't really have maybe the control that he needs to be able to pitch inside, and that might be what the Diamondbacks have a beef with. Is that sort of uh, accurate? Yeah, I, I think you know the, the Pirates have a philosophy of pitching inside. And, you know, in and under the hand area there, which is fine and it's an effective way to pitch if you can get it in there. But the problem is when you miss, if you miss up or you miss in a little bit, you, you run the risk of either hitting guys in the head or, or hitting guys in the, in the wrist, which, you know, happened with Paul Goldschmidt last year. I'm sorry, in uh, 2014 when he had to miss all that time. So they're a little sensitive to that when it comes to the Pirates. And, and I think they, they feel like if, if – Camonero, who has had some some real control problems in his career, and especially this year, um, isn't able to control that pitch. He really shouldn't be coming in like that. And certainly, when two guys get hit in the in the head in the span of an inning, or two, you know, inning and a half, whatever it was, it it, it certainly kind of you know the the tempers flare a little bit, or or, or uh, I should say, you know, people people's emotions run high. There was no uh, there were no you know incidents on the field, no bench-clearing incidents or yelling between the two teams. It's just you could tell that, that emotions run high when, when two guys get hit in the head like that. Yeah, um, it seemed like Tony La Russa took some uh, issue with some of the Pirates' comments. Um, is there any light that you – I'm laughing because it just sounds like he came into the Pirates' broadcast booth and was like, no, no, you're wrong about that, and I'm not – I don't even know what he was so bad about, but what was – what was that all about? How did he hear about that? Yeah, uh, you know, Tony sits in the visiting GM booth, which is up here in the uh, in the press box area, and so he's uh, got the broadcast on in his booth, so he can hear what the Pirates uh, TV broadcasters were saying. And uh, Tony has a long history throughout <laughs> his career of being sensitive when it comes to beanings, and he's very, you know, uh, adamant about how those things should be handled and how you know, retaliation versus, you know, 
starting something, and, and so that's a very sensitive topic for him. And so uh, he jumped all over the, uh, whatever comment was made, and we still don't know the specific comment that was made. He, he wouldn't, Tony wouldn't say what that was, but uh, something he felt was inaccurate, and so he went in uh, during the game to clear up that inaccuracy. <laughs> yeah, I just I noticed it just because Greg Brown, the uh, Pirates announcer, tweeted out like, "Nope, no inaccuracies in our booth." But um, I'm sure it just makes me laugh because it's like it, I equate Tony a lot with the Cardinals. The Cardinals were just like always seem to be pouting about something when something like didn't go like their specific way that would only benefit them, and they would get kind of overly sensitive about like silly things. Um, I, I don't know. It just kind of made me laugh. So we'll move on from that. I loved. Oh well, let's get uh, De La Rosa. So he was gets in the rotation, and then he kind of seemed to hit a wall when he came back against the Pirates. Was was there any correlation? I know that they just wanted to give him a breather for a couple of days, but that's sort of a risky thing to do when you're talking about getting a guy out of his routine, right? Yeah, he was, you know, he was pitching very well, and uh, they needed to, they wanted to skip somebody because after all those days, uh, 36 games in 37 days, they had two off days and a five-day span, so... Um, they, they wanted to skip somebody. He's had, you know, just tiny little minor things. There was a little bit of a groin issue he had at one time, some tightness and a little bit of biceps uh, tightness uh, another time. So they thought he could benefit from the rest. Um, and he seemed to be okay uh, in, that, in that game against the Pirates until he just kind of hit that wall there in the fifth inning and um, nearing 100 pitches in that fifth inning. And part of it was, you know, he hung a slider, uh, to David Freeze, and, and that uh, Wellington Castillo was hoping he was going to throw a sinker in that uh, situation, but Ruby did, felt more comfortable with the slider, uh, hung it, and uh, Freeze headed for a two-run homer, and that was the uh, that was the end of Ruby's night. Lovely. Okay. Okay. This last thing, I love this. Chip Hale took the team to the neighborhood in St. Louis where uh, Joe Garagiola and Yogi Berra grew up, um, kind of to like pay their respects. That was, like, so cool. They were trying to be inconspicuous. I can't imagine how they could have um, really succeeded with that. Uh, but that's so neat to be able to do that. I never thought about even doing that. In the picture I saw online, it just looked like such a quaint, cool, like, neighborhood that you would totally equate with those two growing up in. Yeah, it was after a tough loss uh, in St. Louis. It was a Saturday, and it was, uh, I think, a 3 o'clock start. So by the time they got up to the neighborhood, um, it was starting to get dark. And they were a little, they didn't want to make the neighbors too nervous, but they, they did want to snap some photos. So they took some photos of the houses. I can only imagine. I guess they're probably used to it in that neighborhood. But, uh, you know, here were like five guys crawling around the neighborhood, so to speak, just uh, checking out houses and taking pictures. But they went and ate at uh, Gina Tony's, which is uh, a, a, was a favorite restaurant uh, of Joe Gargiola Sr. there in the uh, the. Uh, the neighborhood there in St. Louis, so uh, it was it was kind of a really nice gesture on their part, and they really had a, a good time doing it. And Chip was saying, you know, the one thing he was sorry about is that he, you know, that they never got to do that while Joe was still was still alive, because they would have enjoyed telling him the story about you know the restaurant and going to see his house and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, unfortunately, don't do a lot of things that we we should be doing when these people are still around. But it's nice that they were able to do that. So, okay, good stuff. Thanks, Steve. Talk to you uh, next week. Sounds good, Allison. Thanks.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.